Welcome to the Art of a Messy House podcast, where my house is messier than ever, but I am at my happiest. And the only answer for it is Jesus, where my hope is anchored. Come join me, Jen Kasuda, your host, for faith encouragement, testimonies, and devotionals as I share everyday faith in my real, authentic, not perfect way. There will be stories of humility, kindness, truth, and love as we walk in faith through the everyday relatable moments. As a wife, mom, teacher, and author, I'm learning to embrace this messy but beautiful life while encouraging others to do the same. No matter what stage of faith you are at, you will learn of God's love here and be empowered to walk in your own beautifully distinct purpose right here, right now. So let's step over the clutter together and laugh through the stress, for true beauty is in the art of a messy house. So dear God, please bless this beautifully imperfect mess. Love, Jen. I am so excited today to have a guest who I am blessed enough to be able to call a dear friend now. Her name is Vanessa. She is a wife, mother, and faith-based writer with a fire burning in her soul to reach the world for Jesus. She was born and raised in sunny California and says that God has used her struggles to help shape who she is today. Her writing began when God taught her that being perfect was not the goal. Instead, it's about submission, authenticity, and intimacy with God. She currently speaks on the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast and has just released her third book, The Relevant Old Testament. Besides her book, she writes on her blog and social media spaces. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Good to see you. Yes, you too. (laughs) I was just thinking before when we were planning this, how before I even thought I would actually have my own podcast, you so graciously invited me onto yours. Mm-hmm. And I was looking back to when that was, and it was all the way, I think it was 2021. Yeah, it was. Okay. But then you came back. I did come back. Yeah, you came back more recently. But yeah, it was 2021. I can't believe it. Time flies. It really, really does. And that it was making me think, I don't even know when you started your podcast. When did you start your podcast? Well, I looked that up okay. because that's not the kind of thing that I necessarily remember because yeah. it's just not the way I function. And I was like, when did I start my podcast? And I looked it up the other day and it was July 2020. Wow. Yeah. So it's been three years, almost three years in July. And you shared that you started it because really the goal God had shown you was it's not in the striving for perfection, yeah, it's in the really seeking of him. And the reason why I wanted to share that was because I learned that the striving for perfection was actually very destructive mm. and very counterproductive to living a life that honors Christ. Whereas some people, even as I say that, might be like, what? What are you talking about? No, you're supposed to do your best. And and give God your excellence. And I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. But to whose standard, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got to check the standard. Like you read, the ultimate fix is submission. Mm -hmm. And to submit to God and walk with him, it's like a daily process, a daily practice. It's not just like one time you make a decision and that's it. And so that's the challenge is staying submitted and staying surrendered to the God who already plotted all of this out for us. 
It's so true. The continual process. I think that's so important to know the continual seeking, right? When we hear seek God first, it's like seek God first and always. Always, every day. Mm -hmm. And even in everything, like I've tried to really get into the practice of each task that I Mm -hmm. feel I'm supposed to do each day. I've been stopping and praying first. Said, okay, God, I'm not doing this alone. You know, I'm inviting you in. I'm acknowledging that you are here and that I have your strength. I have your wisdom as you deliver it to me. And I'm working with you. I don't have to do it. It's not like all on my shoulders. And I'm just thinking too, I feel like in some ways I've come so far with the whole perfectionism thing. Mm -hmm. I've learned so many things. But then in other ways, I'm like, I'm still a perfectionist. (laughs) It can get really annoying. So then my goal is like, okay, don't be irritated Mm -hmm. that you aren't where you want to be. Like, that's the whole point is like we set up these standards. We set up these guidelines or, or like measures, you know, to mark our success or our value. And God's like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't tell you to do that. And if you think about it, think about the Bible. Do you ever see God saying, you need to measure how much you've done? No, it's more like little is much when I'm in it, Mm -hmm. you know, and trust me, rely on me, surrender to me. It's all about that. Mm -hmm. Just trusting in him and relying on him for every little thing. Not, okay, go and then I'm going to grade you as you go. As you're saying that, you're like making me think of so many conversations I had this week. So it's so interesting. Like even I had a conversation this week that was such a blessing just about like new seasons and restlessness and where you know that there is a new season up ahead and you don't yet Mm -hmm. know everything. I know you relate to that. And so I was talking to somebody about it and she started to talk about trophies. Mm. And I was thinking about that. Like, what are we holding on to? like from past Mm -hmm. things, like in the striving for perfection and like not like literal trophies right on the shelf, but like what things do we still need to surrender to God? Mm -hmm. Because that could be holding us back. When you said that, I just thought of her statement with that because I had never looked at it that way. And also how success very much isn't measured. Like you said, it's measured by saying, God, like, what do you want me to do today? Right? What is on your list for me today? What should I be doing right in the moment? And I love how you said, slowing down to pray over each task. And I think that that is so difficult in this. And that was like, it is one of the things we were going to talk about, right? Like this wildly fast paced world we live in. That's like, hurry, 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 hurry. And that is one wonderful way to slow down to hear God in the moments. So just to speak specifically on that, the slow Mm -hmm. down when I say Mm -hmm. I pause and I pray like that is not a personality thing. And I want to say that because I know from experience that when I share things, some people are like, oh, well, that's not how I am. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how I am either. <laughs> okay? I know how you are. I know how I am. The point is doing that. Like, even if it's one minute, mm-hmm. even if it's, you know, 45 seconds, the act of doing that is powerful because... For me, it reminds me, you know, all throughout the day, every time I take a little pause, it reminds me, God is in charge of time, not me. I can trust 
that I'm not going to be off track because I stopped to pray. Mm. And so just the act of doing it increases my trust and kind of firms that foundation. Like, oh, yeah, I say I believe that God is over all and he rules all. So let me put my faith where my mouth is, <laughs> you know, like yeah. then I can stop. I can stop. And um, I was thinking yesterday, oh, I could share this on the podcast. So I'm definitely in the same place as your friend where it's like, oh, there's a new season, but don't really know exactly where we're going, literally, but we got to pack. And I'm still doing like my lives and doing stuff for the podcast and working on editing my book. Like those are like the normal things, taking my kids to school, doing chores, whatever. Now I'm packing too. And so I had done pretty much everything on my my brain dump list for that day, which by the way, I also will write a brain dump list and then I'll say, okay, God, this is my list. This is what popped into my head. Is it your list? Mm -hmm. Is there anything I need to cross off it? Or like, are these the things that you are prompting me to do? And then I proceed from there. So I had done everything except the packing. Like I was like, wow, okay, thank you, God. And I ate lunch and I just got so exhausted. Like mentally and physically, I just thought, I can't. <laughs> and then I had this like, why don't you take a nap? Why don't you rest, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And my first reaction is always like, oh, well, pff, there's too much to do to take a nap. There's too much to do to rest. Come on now. And then I was like, wait, wait. That's what God's leading me to do. God, you're leading me to take a nap. You're leading me to rest. Yes, go rest. Like, I'm in charge of time. Mm -hmm. It's okay. So I went outside in my hammock and watched the birds fly all around as I took a little nap in the sun. <laughs> and it was so great. Like, it felt so good. Woke up and was just thanking God that, like, look, the world didn't end. Um, there's still plenty of time to pack some more boxes. I just am constantly reminded of how important it is to do those things that go against mm. the flow of our current world, society, whatever you want to call it, culture, because our current world does not reflect God. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the mind of God. And so you can pretty much say, do the exact opposite of what the world's doing, and you're going to be doing what God wants. <laughs> so anyway, I just think that those on-purpose stops are really helpful. Absolutely. And that's another way to really slow down and to make sure we're not doing it in our own strength. I am not one yeah. who naps at all, but there have been moments, especially Actually, this is the last time I went on to your podcast and we had this whole conversation about resting and I had, you know, lost my father-in-law. I just had a baby and looking back, I didn't faithfully rest as much as I should have been. And actually that just came up this week too in our, my life group for church. And I was just really thinking about that and how there was a lot of rest. Could I have rested more? I just took a step back from certain things. Absolutely. But in those moments, we really do see when we, like you said, like when we submit. And we say, okay, 
I need to rest. And you are providing this. And so then God will provide the time. It's like he multiplies time, right? Like, yeah. It's like nothing. It's like all of a sudden things are pouring out of us, right? Like the book is easy mm-hmm. to edit. The computer doesn't wrestle with us or whatever comes against us normally. It's like he has that. He has us. And just mm-hmm. love that that is another way to rest, practical way to slow down. Well, and I think what's helpful to realize, again, this is a newer realization for me and one that I'm verbally reminding myself of is like that rest was already planned. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we think if we stop, then we're being disobedient or, you know, then we're not being the good godly person. But it's both. Sometimes we need to go and, and God gives us strength. And sometimes we need to rest because God's like, no, 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 no. I need you to rest right now. And sometimes also it's because he wants to speak to us mm-hmm. and he can't because, well, he is, but we're not listening because we're so fast. We're spinning so fast that we can't even hear. And so that's another thing that's newer is like, I'll just say, because, you know, I could talk and talk and talk and talk to God. Like, I mean, I could talk all day long, but I started going, speak to me, Lord, speak to me. And like just listening for him. Mm -hmm. And he says the most beautiful things. (laughs) That's how I know it's not me. (laughs) No, that's like in the rest. And when I think of like how he rested, right? And you, Old Testament. But he was sitting and dwelling in the goodness he had created, right? And so we can rest not because we're completely exhausted. We've drained ourselves to the point where we have to. Instead, we can sit there before we get to those moments and dwell in Mm -hmm. his goodness that he created and in in what he's doing and to slow down to hear, like you said, because sometimes it is less is more. I think that there was so long that anxiety held a like a muzzle over my mouth, right? Like it was a Mm -hmm. weight. And once it was gone and there was like a space, I do feel like there's these messages. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to share. Like, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But I am learning through this process of less is more, speak the words, but then ultimately let God be the one who's doing the speaking. And sometimes that means we have to slow down to allow that, like you said. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, I forgot when you were talking about the trophies Mm. in this world, just today in the daily Bible reading, I was reading Luke. Okay. I think it's chapter 11. And Jesus was telling them. You don't need to worry about these things. They're temporary. Mm -hmm. Now, this was not the exact quote because it's from different parts of scripture, but it reminds me of the, you know, fix your eyes on the eternal, on my kingdom. That's what matters. And sure, we can be blessed here with things that are tangible and material, but that's not where our focus should be. Our focus shouldn't be on keeping those or getting more of those or it's just oh thank you thank Mm -hmm. you oh now you want it back okay here you go and i think because when we focus on the trophies that limits us actually right because it can limit oh i'm really good at this area in my life and that's great right like Mm -hmm. there's been seasons of you know i'm really good at teaching this or this group i'm just using my own like life right but when we keep our eyes fixated on the trophies, like you're saying there too, we won't be looking at God. And if he's leading us away from where we got those trophies to something Mm -hmm. that he has for us that has nothing to do with the limitations we put on it, 
Like, I just think about that and I'm like, how much we need to turn our focus to him because the past is great, right? Like we can celebrate what he's done in the past and how he's helped us through and how he's blessed us with these gifts and talents and whatever he's doing in our lives. But those are added bonuses, like you said, right? Like mm-hmm. really our eyes need to be on him, his promises. Yeah. What he's doing now and what he has for us in the future and, and who he is. And, you know, I love when I'm in the word and I'm reading Jesus, like Jesus himself, you know, uh, not only that, but I get so excited because I'm like, look at he really is everything. It's It's hard to explain, but. You read his words, you see what he's doing, and you're like, oh, I get it. Like, you are exactly what I need, and I don't need anything more. You're it, (laughs) you know? If we keep our eyes fixed on him, that is the best place for us to be. And I do think it's good for us, and God wants us to remember what he's done. Mm Because if you go through the book of Exodus, like I have... (laughs) (laughs) You pick up these themes where it's like, oh, wow, God really was trying to help the people by recalling to their Mm. memory what he had done already. He kept doing that over and over and over again because he's like trying to get their trust. Like, look, I did this and I am your God that did this and I am your God that did that. You don't need to keep doubting. And so I thought, yeah, no, that's a good lesson for all of us, especially me, because I'm kind of an always moving forward person. I don't live in the past, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do need to remember the past of what God has done to help remind me, just like the Israelites, of what God will do and what he's capable of. Amen. Yeah. So I think it is important to remember Absolutely. And it it helps fuel the hope. Absolutely. It's like the whole process of sanctification and just allowing ourselves, like you said, is important to remember, but allow ourselves also to grow in the process, to continually Mm -hmm. seek, believe, and receive it, receive what we are. I was telling my son, we were talking about soccer and like hustling and just like Sometimes how if a coach or a teacher or somebody in our lives who has a bit of wisdom that is supposed to help us, it doesn't always feel great to receive the wisdom, right? But we need to grow because if we don't grow, you think of like we have a baby in our house. Think about if the baby just stayed where the baby was, like didn't learn anything more than this eight-month-old baby, what would happen? And we were laughing at it, but I'm like, we are the same. So if we are not continuing to seek God and be open to receive it because that's it's great to seek him great to believe and we we should seek and believe but we also need to slow down to receive what it is and to do it what ways do you find like remembering the past helps cuz i'm always looking for ways to like mm-hmm. continue to do that like even now it's like yeah. reading the bible scriptures out loud so i yeah. hear them so i'm not just falling into routines i don't want to do that right i don't know That's one way in my life. What do you find? Well, I do that too, where I will read it out loud, specifically if it's really caught my attention, like I really feel like God's speaking it to me, I'll speak it out loud. But another practice I like to do is hand write Mm. the scriptures. There's something about that slow pace Mm. 
that helps me to maybe pay attention to it in a different way, even if it's something I've read so many times. So here's a fun thing. One time I wrote out Psalm 139, which is pretty long. I think it's about two pages handwritten. And I wrote it out every day of the week. I love that. For one week. And each day, that's still my favorite psalm, but each day there would be like two or three verses that would catch my eye differently. And I was amazed Mm -hmm. because I'm like, no, I already know this scripture. I love this scripture. But it would be like each day there was a couple new verses that hit me a different way. And I was just like so grateful and praising God for it. I'm like, wow. And so right now I'm actually writing the whole book of Psalms one at a time, you know, and the really long ones I break up because it's just really long and and I don't think I'd be able to retain it, you know? Yeah. That's one thing. But another thing I do that is, I think, very simple and does take trust is I just sit. I sit with nothing in my hands. I might put my hands in my lap or I put my hands out. And then I just breathe and I ask God to speak to me. Like, what do you want to tell me? Sometimes it's go rest. Sometimes it's, most of the time it's I love you. Mm, which I, I love like, that. You too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes I can feel that God wants me to stop and listen to him. Mm-hmm. Now, I never before would I think that because I, w- I wasn't even trying, you know. It was just kind of like, well, I got to do all these things. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get some time with God today or whatever. But now, the more that you open yourself up to following God, the more you hear the Holy Spirit. You know, you can recognize, oh, he's trying to get my attention right now. So, like, maybe I'm doing the dishes and he'll put a thought in my head that'll prompt me to pray. Like, oh, oh, I should. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about that, you know. And then I'll just stop and I'll say my thing. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm listening. Like, speak to me. Tell me what you want. I think it's hard. Mm -hmm. It is still hard for me to do it for very long. I get very antsy. Mm -hmm. So it's like a couple minutes and then I'm like, "Um, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to move on. (laughs) Because it's very hard to just sit and be still. Mm -hmm. But we know he likes us to do that. I find comfort in that he knows everything about us. Mm -hmm. So he knows what is so hard for us to do. So when we fight against that, I always just imagine him like hugging me or like saying like, I see what you're doing. Like, keep going. And I love that you said sometimes you just like feel him encouraging you and saying, I love you. And I think that often, you know, those are the times, yes, we need wisdom and we need his guidance all the time, right? But sometimes we just need to dwell in his like love and encouragement and that he's so faithful to give it. Well, especially for me, because what I've realized many times for years, but I still, you know, haven't got very far is that I'm very good in fearing the Lord. That's Mm. fine. I have practiced my whole life. (laughs) I definitely fear the Lord. I'm not worried about that at all. But I don't often receive his love. I block it. Mm. Not on purpose, but just like, I think, well, because I'm grading myself, Mm. I think, 
I'm nowhere near to God's level, so whatever. He's probably like rolling his eyes at me or like so irritated that I still haven't gotten that lesson right, you know. And that's an attitude I've had about God and me for a very long time. And so, you know, a while back I was praying, God, I know I fear you. Help me to receive your love Mm. because I know you love me. Your word says you love me, but like, I don't believe it. I feel like it's hard to believe because it doesn't make any sense why you would love me, you know? And then when I say that, he often reminds me, well, I love you like you love your kids. Mm. You know, like you just love them because Mm -hmm. they're yours. I love you because you're Mm -hmm. mine, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So he helps me to make it make sense. And then I have been able to receive it more because I've asked him to help me break the habit Mm. of being so critical of myself, of grading myself every day. Oh, well, sure, you did these 50 things over here, but look at your sink. It's Mm. filthy. You need to clean your sink. What's wrong with you? You're disgusting. I mean, that's like what my nightly routine would be like. Every time I'm trying to go to bed, Satan goes after me. And messes with my mind. And so now, if I feel that, which thankfully, I just realized I haven't felt that in a couple weeks. But if I feel it, I rebuke it immediately. Mm, Yep. I just go, up, up, up. We're not doing that. That is not God. God is not saying that. God is not grading me. He's not. No, 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 no. That's me. Mm -hmm. Or that's the devil. Mm -hmm. That's not God. God loves me. I am his child. You know, I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. That's who I am. I will never be forsaken. That's who I am. And God is leading me. God is guiding my steps. I trust him. So I I flip it. Mm -hmm. I stop. I don't let it keep going. And that's helped a lot. I relate to that. And not entertaining it at all. Like as soon as I recognize it, reject it, Mm -hmm. right? We have to recognize it because there is an attack for our minds, right? Satan wants to attack our minds. And that's why we need to renew it. And the best way to do that is recognize, reject, replace it with the truth of God's word. Yes. A simple truth. Is there something you turn to often? Like a simple, I know that all the seasons are different. And right before the podcast, it was like all the self-doubt and imposter syndrome and all the things. And I just reached a week where I was like, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the thing God has called me to do. If I'm misstepping God, guide me back. You know, I kept saying enough is enough. And then I just stored a scripture on my heart that I would just turn to and just repeat in my head. And that brought me comfort and also just redirected my thoughts. And I think that we have to be careful not to get down on ourselves because we are human and we are not perfect, like your podcast says, right? And so we will experience these things. We know how to fight them. And so in those moments, is there certain scriptures or just in the moment, like, is there something you say? I just love how you honestly have conversations with God, like have those honest conversations with God. That has been something my entire life I've always done. And I am so grateful for that. I should have been reading the Bible sooner in my life, but the honest conversations. Yeah. Very honest conversations. Usually it's a combination of scriptures that I just, the first one I say is no, God loves me. Mm. I am loved. And I said, like what I said before, like I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. Mm -hmm. I'm set free. 
devil, you can't have me. I don't belong to you. I belong to God and God has more power than you. And I just like keep going and going. And the one that gets me a lot is God will never leave me or forsake me. He will never leave me or forsake me. He's known me. He's ordained the steps in this day before I was even born. And again, a lot from Psalm 139, I speak them like that. So they're not direct quotes necessarily, but um, I was trying to find this scripture where I replaced my name with Jacob. I just felt like doing it one day because I love this scripture. And so I was trying to find it while you were talking in uh, Isaiah 43, 1. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, Vanessa, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by your name. You are mine, right? So Mm. when I put my name Mm -hmm. in there, Vanessa, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. And I know Mm. that I can do that because of Jesus, right? Like, yeah, he said it to Jacob, but because of Jesus, we all have this access. I love that. And we are chosen. We are his. I'm his. Mm-hmm. So I can say that. When I say I'm his, then I'm like, oh, psh, the devil doesn't have a chance. <laughs> you know. I love that. And I love just everything you are doing. And because you had a whole season of where on the podcast you were talking about rest and slowing down and the different types of rest, right? Mm-hmm. From all of that, is there any other advice? I know we shared a lot of advice here so far um, that you would give others in their walk with faith. Well, sure. I think we have to trust God more. And the more we trust him, the more we'll uh, see like that he's with us. But to trust him more, we need to know him more. And Mm. to know him more, we need to read the Bible. And we need to pray. And we need to do all these things that we're talking about. We need to affirm. We need to rest. We need to be still with him. It all works together. I say that's like a huge message that I want to share all the time is like, mm-hmm. and it's because I learned it. Okay. Cause I, I accepted Jesus in my heart when I was five. So it's not like, wow. it's not like I haven't been a Christian for a really, you know, like I've been a Christian pretty much my entire life until I was old enough to understand who Jesus was, but everything was in my flesh. Everything was mm. in my own strength. Not because I was trying to. I just didn't understand how else to do it. I just thought, oh, well, I got to mm-hmm. do all these things. The Bible tells us, okay, yeah, I go to church. They tell me, be like this. Don't be like that. You know, you read in Romans, goodness gracious. Paul gives you a mouthful. You need to do this and you need to do that and and make sure you don't do this and all these things. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, that's so much. It stresses me out because I'm trying to do it. And a few years back, eh, probably like 12 years ago at least, would say, yeah, but you're doing it in your own strength. And I'm like, well, I'm Mm. not trying to. Like, I'd get so mad. I'm like, I'm not trying to do anything in my own strength. I'm trying to live for God. That's what I'm trying to do. So that's what led me to my moment that I always recount you know I always share when I was 32 and it was during that time and I just 
was like, God, I don't get it. I don't get life. I don't get how I'm supposed to do this. I don't get how I'm supposed to live for you and live with these people. Like, I, I don't get it. And he said, the answers are in my word. And I was mm-hmm. like, but the Bible's kind of boring. Like, I can't really concentrate. Can't you just give me the answers, you know? And he repeated him. So this is the first time I ever remember hearing God talk to me. Mm. And he just repeated himself, which is such a God thing to do. And he said, the answers are in my word. And I was like, okay, okay. And this was where the surrender came to. Because I said, like, not of myself. I said, I don't understand it. When I read it, I really don't understand what I'm reading. So if you're telling me the answers are in there, I need you to help me understand because I don't. And the next day I said, okay, I'm going to start reading my Bible in Genesis and God's going to help me. And it was a miracle because I was reading with fresh eyes Mm. and it hasn't stopped And that's how I've written any of the books I've written. People go, oh, wow, you can, you know, interpret the scriptures pretty well or whatever. You know, they'll make comments like that. And I'm like, it's just because I asked God to help me. You could do Mm -hmm. it too. You know what I mean? Like, like if you truly want to live the way God wants you to live, you've got to go to him. And his word is living. So it's not just like this big book that's you got to muddle through it. It's not like that. It's completely different. It's living. It's a living yeah. word of God. So if you want more God in your life, you got to read the Bible because that is God's word. Absolutely. Invite him into that journey with you, right? And you have to read the word. I don't think I knew that that moment happened to you. That's like really around the age where my moment came to and it transformation started Mm-hmm. when I started to make reading the Bible part of a discipline I did every day. It started yeah. out as, I'm seeking you, I'm doing this because there are these people around me who love me, who are telling me I need to do this. Mm-hmm. Was my desire there at first? I will admit that, yes, I desired to live the way he wanted me to and to live that life. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know him. I wanted to be free of like all of these burdens and the stuff I was carrying. Right. Because it was heavy. But I had to take steps first. Before I started to see, like, I desire to read the Bible every single day now. Oh, yeah. There is no part of me that will never stop that. I do it just to check it off. No, it's because every part of my life, he is just showing up. And I just am I'm so grateful to him yeah. that he does that. He, he can do that for all of us, right? He wants a relationship with us. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to learn more about mm-hmm. him. Just like you said, seek, believe and receive it, right? Yeah. I just love that. Thank you for sharing that. I did not know that. Well, and you know, like you said, I crave the word of God. Like I crave mm-hmm. it. And even today, I told my friend, I said, Yeah, because of my schedule, I'm like, I either have time to exercise or read my Bible. And I was like, and I'm reading my Bible because I need it. Like I feel it. I need it. I want to hear from him. You know, God speaks in his word all the time. So it's just like we want to hear it. Uh, You know, you want to want to hear it and and you Mm -hmm. will. And I will say, too, because a lot of people, I've told them this. I said, no, ask God for help. 
Absolutely. In understanding the Bible, and he will help you because that's that's a prayer request. He's going to say yes to absolutely right there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not one like, oh, well, it's not the right time for you to understand the Bible yet. No, he's just been waiting for you to be ready. Mm-hmm. But sadly, a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I will. And they don't do it. They don't even pray it. Yeah. Because they're too afraid or something. But like if they pray it, it will happen. Yeah. Because God's not going to let you be in the dark if you want to walk in the light. And really, freedom comes from everything He has for us. I think yeah. surrendering what we think is our best plans, like He created us, so He knows exactly what is best for us. Mm-hmm. And it is so much more fulfilling than anything we could ever draft. He is the yeah. author of the story. We have to continue to put our pen down, right? Mm-hmm. Um and not keep like that battle of like, okay, let me just pick it up again. Like, no, like turn to him. And so thank you for sharing all that. And um, so you mentioned that you have three books out now and you are working on book four. Yeah. It's in edits. (laughs) Slow edits. (laughs) So is there anything you want to share about that or how people can connect with you or where to find you? Well, I'll just share a little about each book. So You Don't Have to Be Perfect is the first book. All my books are available on Amazon. So even if you just search my name, Vanessa Liu, L-U-U, all my books should pop up. You Don't Have to Be Perfect is, you know, that message of sharing, like, you don't have to keep striving. You don't need to be so hard on yourself. You don't need to be so critical because your identity is in Christ. So it's more about letting go of this burden of perfection and embracing your identity in Christ. And then Truth and Tools is a practical application of scripture workbook. That's the best way to describe it. I love it. And anyone that's done it loves it too, because they're like, wow, this is so simple. Like we make it so difficult. Basically, I just kind of walk through the, you don't have to be perfect, the index, you know, like those chapters. And I kind of based the workbook off of the chapters from the first book Mm. to give you some application for how to kind of break free from this perfectionistic hold. And then the third book is the relevant Old Testament. And that is my first Bible study book. And it takes you through the book of Genesis. And it's called Illuminating Lessons from Imperfect People. That's the subtitle. Mm. I have a lot of goals with that book. Uh, One is to help you understand the word in a completely different way, a very relatable way where you're like, oh, my goodness, this is relevant. I can live off of this Um, instead of like, oh, that happened a really long time ago. It doesn't really apply anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not true. So one of my reasons for writing it was to kind of debunk that myth that the Old Testament is irrelevant because it is not. And then the other way is the style is just very down to earth and highlights things that you probably never noticed in Mm. your favorite Bible school stories. You know, your Sunday school class as a kid, you know, so it's like taking the characters off the flannel graph and putting them in your heart and Mm. really connecting with them. Because you know what? Connection is huge. When you can connect heart to heart, You can learn so many things. I love that. Yeah. So the fourth book actually will be in that same series. So the relevant Old Testament, but it's through Exodus. Okay. So lots of fun. 
That's awesome. While you were just sharing there, um, I was thinking of how, like all the points that you're saying and just like the connection and the relationship of God, right? And how even going back to what you said about starting to read the Bible and inviting him into that and asking him to help you Mm -hmm. and how he is guiding you now and using you to share these messages. Yes. And that's such a beautiful thing and how something that once felt overwhelming, maybe. Mm -hmm. Very overwhelming, though. And I think a lot of people can feel that way about topics of faith, right? But overwhelm is not from God. I I wrote Mm -hmm. it down over here because I was like, I just kept hearing that when you were like talking. I was like, overwhelm is not from God. God is of peace. He is God of hope, love. Truth. Truth. When we seek him, he won't overwhelm us. Yet it's maybe a challenge. We may be lovingly challenged or, you know, all those things to step out of our comfort zone and and everything like that. We may get restless, right? There's a difference, right? Like he may be like wanting us to take that step. But yeah, but life is hard anyway and challenging yeah. anyway. So it's so much better when we walk with God, who is already by our sides. We just have to stop running ahead and stay in his embrace. Yeah. And I just love everything that he is doing in and through you. And I just think that love your heart for him. And so, and you have social media accounts. And if you want to share about your podcast. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm on Instagram as at Body, Soul, and Mind Rights. I've thought about changing it forever, but I'm like, <laughs> eh, whatever. I post there every day, at least like a daily Bible reading. So I read the Bible live for you, with you. Yeah, I have my podcast, so you don't have to be perfect podcast with amazing guests, just like Jen. And yeah, that, that's probably the two ways. I do have a email, a once a week email I send out that covers all of the scripture that we've read throughout the week. And I share my takeaways, my insights with you, just like I do with my mm. with my other writings. Um, but it's like once a week and people really enjoy that email. It makes me happy when I get nice comments. And so I did want to say what you were talking about. I do feel like God used me on purpose. My whole story of how I was overwhelmed by reading the Bible. It was just, I couldn't do it. It just, it was too hard. I didn't understand it. And now every day I'm sharing the messages that God has given me Mm. from reading his word, from having a relationship with him, from my prayers. And I feel so blessed and so excited that I get to do that and that it does translate because when people do read it, I hear exactly what I always hope I would hear was like, oh my goodness, that was so helpful. I never really thought of it that way before. And I'm like, woo, you know, like, I don't know. I just have a different style. I'm not scholarly. I'm very Mm. down to earth. But I was going to say, you said you're going to have pain or troubles or something It's not going to be easy. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. life's hard no matter what. Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, that's so funny because in Truth and Tools, I have one chapter called Choose Your Pain. Mm. And it's on that concept because it's like life is going to be hard, period. Okay? But you can either choose the hard, choose the pain that grows you or... You can choose the pain Mm -hmm. that keeps you stuck. 
But either way, you're going to have pain. So you might as well do the one that brings you growth and life. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. uh, With God. No, I love that. So true. So, so true. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And I always close out with a prayer. I just hope today, you know, this episode is just reminding me to slow down and appreciating the slowing down and just looking for realistic ways. I think I thank you for sharing some ways and having this conversation just about ways we can apply that to our lives. We don't need to wait. We don't need to get stuck in the hurry and the hustle, the overwhelm. We can pause at any moment yeah, and just lean in. I think that's the best way to look at it. No matter what you're doing, you can always pause. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're driving, sometimes I've paused my music or like my audiobook, just so I can talk to God because I just feel like I need to, mm-hmm. you know, or listen. Um, so like it doesn't have to be this giant thing, you know, where you're like, oh, I didn't have time to pause today. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, that's the point of a pause mm-hmm. is that it's it's just a few moments to remind yourself that God's with you mm-hmm. and that you're with him. And even just acknowledging that. Thank you for being with me. Help me hear you. I need yes. help in this area. Like, I think I would have learned more of that when I was younger, but that's fine. And that's why we are here and just sharing the goodness of God. So do you want to close yes. this out in prayer? Sure. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for Jen. Thank you for this conversation of just slowing down to hear you. Um, because Lord, you do speak to us because you love us, because you care for us, because you have perfect plans for each person that you've created and you've created all of us. God, I pray that we would trust you more than we already do. I pray that we would continue to deepen our relationship with you as you are endless. So there's never too much that we can learn. Like there's always more to learn of you. There's more to experience with you. And I just pray that those who listen to this would feel very prompted by your Holy Spirit to change some things so that they can draw closer to you and walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Art of a Messy House podcast. And thank you even more for being here. Be sure to visit theartofamessyhouse.com to join the conversation, subscribe there for weekly devotionals, and discover some fantastic bonus resources as well. And while that's all for this episode, I hope that you will follow along and always remember, most importantly, that you are loved, you are seen, and you are known. So until next time, God bless.